The human voice has amazing power to communicate, to thrill, to inspire. And Portia White had one heck of a voice. As the first black Canadian singer to reach world-renowned status, the Truro, Nova Scotia native became one of the most inspirational women in Canada's history. But it wasn't easy. She said, first you dream, and then you lace up your boots. Welcome to Dead Wax 78s. I'm your host, Sean, and this is the podcast where I'm going to talk about old-timey music, lost talent, and, you know, gramophones and all that old technology. Today's episode, Portia White, Dreamer. Portia, whose name was inspired by Shakespearean heroine and merchant of Venice, studied at Dalhousie University in 1929 to become a teacher. The wages she earned from teaching primary school in Africville and Lucasville, which were communities just outside of Halifax, that were founded by former slaves from the United States after the War of 1812. Well, she used the money she made and used it to pay for her music lessons at the Halifax Conservatory of Music. Portia May White was born June 24, 1911, in Truro, Nova Scotia, the third of 13 children born to Isidora and William Andrew White. Her mother was a descendant of black loyalists in Nova Scotia, while her father was the son of a former slave from Virginia. William attended Acadia's University in Nova Scotia, later becoming the first black Canadian to graduate from Acadia, with a doctorate in divinity. After the First World War, the White family moved to Halifax and William became the minister of Cornwallis Street Baptist Church. At the age of six, White was already working towards her goal. She could often be found singing in her mother's choir at the Halifax Baptist Church, where her father was the minister. At eight, she was able to sing the soprano parts of Italian operas. And she was not only talented, but determined, walking more than 15 kilometers each week to attend music lessons. Nobody ever told me to sing. I was born singing. I think that if nobody had ever talked to me, I wouldn't be able to communicate in any other way but singing. I was always bowing in my dreams and singing for people and parading across the stage. Even after winning several local music festivals and regularly singing devotionals on her father's radio show, the operatic contralto was frequently denied performance spaces because of her race. She made her national debut in 1941 at age 30, on stage at Toronto's Eaton Hall. Here's part one. Oh, wasn't that a wide river? Wasn't that a wide river, arranged by Harry Burley? (laughs) 
In 1941, Portia met Edith Reed, a fellow Nova Scotian, and the principal of a private girls' school in Toronto, Ontario. Recognizing White's talent, Reed made arrangements for her to perform at the Eaton Auditorium in Toronto on the 7th of November 1941. The first of several performances on the Toronto concert stage over the next few years. In 1944, White auditioned with Edward Johnson, the Canadian-born general manager of the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. Through Johnson, White made her United States debut at the New York's Town Hall before a packed audience, becoming the first Canadian to sing there. Her repertoire included both European classics and spirituals with which most critics and audiences felt she really excelled. Edward Woodson of the Evening Telegram was in the audience the night and raved, It is a natural voice, a gift from heaven. White went on to sing at many more concerts across the United States. Nova Scotia and the city of Halifax provided new financial support for the rising star, purchasing a white fox cape for white to wear at performances in 1945. She signed a contract with artist agency Columbia Concert Incorporated. A three-month tour of Central and South America and the Caribbean followed in 1946 and she sang in France and Switzerland in 1948. White was the first black Canadian concert singer to achieve international fame. Here's part two with Portia, Lass with the Delicate Air. Young Molly, who lived at the foot of the hill, whose fame every person with envy doth fill, of beauty. Oh, I'm 
Portia White's international career was unfortunately quite brief. She found the tours to be grueling, partly because her body and voice had little rest between concerts, vocal problems and an exhausting itinerary, and an eventual diagnosis of Brett's cancer later contributed to White's early retirement from public singing in 1952, where she then settled in Toronto. There she studied with sopranos Gina Signa, Irene Jesner at the Royal Conservatory of Music as a vocal instructor herself. White also went on to teach some of Canada's up-and-coming musical talent. White appeared in Halifax for a few rare performances during the 50s. Although she announced her intentions to resume a full-time singing career, her return to the concert circuit never fully materialized. But on October 6, 1964, White gave a command performance before Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. That was one of her last major concerts. White died after a long battle with cancer in Toronto on February 13, 1968, at age 56. A poignant song of tender longing reveal her facility and love of the French-Canadian language. Here it is, part three, Le Bas sur les Montagnes. Oh. 
1944, White supporters in Nova Scotia formed the Nova Scotia Talent Trust to provide her with financial assistance for her singing career. The Trust went on to establish annual scholarships for other Nova Scotian artists and continues to award the Portia White Award to artists who show exceptional commitment and potential in voice. The Nova Scotia Provincial Government also awarded a Portia White Prize for Cultural and Artistic Excellence and the 1998 inaugural Portia White Prize was awarded to a Nova Scotian poet, George Elliot Clark, White's great-nephew. White has been declared a person of national historical significance by the Government of Canada, and she was featured in a special issue of Millennium Postage Stamps celebrating Canadian achievement. At the 2007 East Coast Music Awards, White was posthumously honoured with a Dr. Helen Crichton Lifetime Achievement Award. She is the namesake of Portia White Court, a Halifax street, as well as the Portia White Atrium in Citadel High School. And the Portia White Youth Award was established as part of the African Nova Scotia Music Awards. White has been the subject of many other works, uh, especially Lance Wolliver's play Portia White, First You Dream, also known simply as Portia. Also, uh, Sylvia Hamilton's documentary on Portia White, Think On Me. And, of course, George Eliot Clark's book, Portia White. A Portrait of White by Hedley Rainey is on permanent display at Government House in Nova Scotia in honour of her contribution to the arts. Here's part four, Portia White, Think On Me.
Thank you for listening. This is Deadwax78, and I'm your host, Sean. I hope you liked the episode. Share it if you like. Tell your friends. And you know what? I'll catch you on the flip side.